hello and welcome to In the Growth Space. My name is David McGlennon, and I'm absolutely delighted that you're listening in today. And I'm really excited to share with you our guest for this episode. But before we jump into that, let me just first tell you about a growth opportunity that you've heard me talk about before. And I want to take a quick moment to share with you about the Turning Point Retreat coming up in April. It's April 22nd through the 24th of 2022. So if you're listening past uh, April 24th of 2022, you've missed it. <laughs> but because I, I talk about growth here on this podcast, I'm really excited about this event with my friend and collaboration partner, Paul Martinelli. Paul has run Turning Point from all over the world. He's He's been to places like Belgium and Poland and Romania and, and here in the USA. And I actually went to the event in 2016 and it hasn't been held here in three or four years, I believe. Now, this event is designed to get you away from the noise of the world for two and a half days. And maybe it's been a while since you've been challenged and, and, and maybe, maybe it's been a while since you've really been reflective about your life. This event will help you do both of these things in a safe environment. It's safe emotionally, physically, spiritually, and intellectually. And if you're at a point where you know there's more for you in this life and perhaps you've been stuck, then this event is for you. There are all kinds of excuses that we can find for dismissing these kinds of events. But I'm telling you right now, when you can be in the room with someone who has partnered with, with people like Les Brown, um, the late Bob Proctor, and of course, the co-founder of the John Maxwell team, I mean, it really is a magical thing. And yours truly will be co-facilitating the event as well. Now, if you're listening to this before February 28th of 2022, we still have our early bird pricing and a bonus teaching call with Paul himself. We'll be on a live Zoom call with Paul and we only have so many seats available for this event. Some have already been taken. As a matter of fact, we have people coming from Slovakia, the United Kingdom, Canada, and of course here in the U.S. as well. So you can go to www.davidmcglennon.com forward slash turning point to get registered. And just make sure that when you write out or type out turning point, the T and the P are capitalized. Don't know why it's a, it's it's that way, but uh, I, I just found out that that's uh, the way we can get to the address. So www.davidmcglennon.com forward slash turning point. And I will put that in the show notes as well. Now today, I am delighted to introduce you to today's guest, Aaron Walker. Aaron is a businessman who has 40 years of entrepreneurship and marriage, which has given him a wealth of experience. Aaron has inspired many, many people through his leadership, his mentorship, and his consistent pursuit of excellence. He's been a businessman for over 40 years, and he enjoys helping others and believes experience is a great teacher. But as you can imagine, Aaron doesn't stay comfortable and continues to reach new heights and broadens his perspective of the terrain by examining his experiences and growing from them. To give you a little bit of an idea of his business background, um, he was a partner with David Patton Construction 
And it only took a few years for him to take the business from doing one to two projects per year to a multi-million dollar company. And they were voted number one builder for three consecutive years by Nashville's House and Home and Garden Magazine's People Choice Awards. He sold his retail business to Cash America USA, which is a Fortune 500 company. In addition to that, he's been the owner of eight lucrative businesses, and Aaron participates in a lot of civic endeavors. To also give you the caliber of of, of this guy, he's taken classes from and he's been coached personally by his friend, financial guru, Dave Ramsey. So he also has spiritual mentors, uh, David Landreth and Bob Warren, and they've impacted his spiritual life beyond measure. He's been a part of two other disciplined mastermind groups, uh, 48 Days, led by his friend Dan Miller, and The Torch. That has th- Those have both played a role in his understanding of really how to live a significant and successful life. We have a fantastic conversation and we talk a lot about uh, the mastermind concept and the the value of masterminds. So let's go ahead and get into that conversation with Aaron Walker right now. Well, hello, Aaron. It's so great to have you on the podcast. Uh, Grateful to have you on uh, the In the Growth Space today. Yeah, thanks, David. It's a real honor for me to be here. Uh, yeah, really glad to chat with you. You know, you've had so much experience in starting and building and growing businesses. I'm curious. I, I, well, first of all, let's why don't you tell everybody like your your entrepreneurial journey because you got started really early. I think it was 18, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? yeah, I did. We'll go. I'll try to make this brief. I don't want it to be about me too much, but about the principles how we could help your audience, but. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I've been here 61 years, so I love it in Nashville. We're about three generations deep here. Started working pretty early when I was 13 years old, fell in love with the business when I was 18. I found a couple of guys that had quite a bit of money because I didn't have any and I needed <laughs> some partners and we formed a partnership and built a pretty successful company and then sold it nine years later to a Fortune 500 and that allowed me to do some other business ventures. So. Fast forward to now, we've uh, this is our 14th business over a 43-year period, and today we lead Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind Group, and we have about 18 groups. We have participants all over the world now and uh, really get to help people grow personally, professionally, and spiritually in every arena. And really what gave me the idea to do this was a couple of decades ago, Uh, When Dave Ramsey started his radio show here in Nashville, I was his second sponsor. And Dave and I developed quite a friendship, and uh, I spent the next 21 years sponsoring his show. And so Dave started a mastermind in his office, and there were 10 of us that met every Wednesday for about 10 or 12 years. And it really helped me understand the benefit of being in mastermind groups and surrounding yourself with non-biased, trusted advisors. And so it radically changed my life. So 11 years ago, I retired for the third and final time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, my wife said, I'm working harder now than I've ever worked in my life. But, you know, we started the mastermind group and today it's just been phenomenal at the growth that people are having. And so, yeah, that's just a little overview of my journey. There's a lot of years in the dash there (laughs) uh, that I've left out, but yeah, it's just been real fun 
uh, starting and growing and scaling businesses and selling them. And we've just tried to help people understand how to keep the main thing, the main thing and to prioritize our priorities and really not build a business at the expense of losing our families. And so we've really been focused in on helping people build boundaries and devise a strategy and a plan to grow, you know, in those three arenas of their life. You know, Aaron, that's, I think that's so important because I think too often um, people in business think that they've just got to work, you know, almost 24 seven in this, in this environment that we're in. And that's really a fallacy. I, I guess, how do you help people balance that, you know, that, that workaholism and really keep things in yeah. perspective and focused? Yeah, it's really difficult, quite honestly, because I'm a go-getter, you know, I've got a lot of determination and I want to be successful and I'm a creator developer. I want to grow businesses. I don't like to maintain them or manage them, but I love to, you know, create and develop businesses. And so it almost cost me my family about 25 or 30 years ago, because I came home with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. And my wife said, this is not really what I signed up for. And it really heightened my awareness to, I need to start paying attention to, to the things that really matter. And so, you know, I just, you didn't know this, David, but I just got off of a two month sabbatical. First time I've ever done that uh, back in October, I found myself kind of up against the wall. I'd really worked really hard and probably pushed myself to uh, limits that uh, I was redlining in a lot of areas. And I said, man, I got to take some time off. So I did, I took two months off and we create a really good team that allowed me to be able to do that. And some of the things that I learned in that sabbatical is that we need to really be paying attention to the things that matter most. Mm -hmm. And so I just tell people all the time, you really got to have a set of core values that you build your life around. And that's what we've been able to do here. Uh, but see, even as late as, you know, a few months ago, I was like bumping up against the wall of working too much. And we need people around us like a mastermind or accountability partners or things like that, because our tendency is to work too much. And then you have to let something go. And historically it's our families. And I didn't want to do that. I said, you know, I want to really keep relationships mattering most, which is my first core value and focus on that. And so we had to build some boundaries and we had to really focus on the things that were important. Yeah. Building boundaries, I think is really important. And I guess, you know, to having people around you, that's the one thing I think that I've seen. And one of the reasons why I work with, you know, my, my inner circle members is to create an environment that helps them to have those people around them to, to create accountability and to keep them focused on their, their core values. And I, so I guess, how do you, how do you really um, stay focused on those core values other than, you know, having people around you? I mean, what are some of the mechanics of like keeping, yeah. you know, what are some of those boundaries that you've created? Yeah, great question. So I've got three guys that uh, I've been meeting with every Monday morning for 15 years okay. and uh, it's personal accountability group. They know everything about my personal life, my financial life, my spiritual life. They know everything about me. And so we go there and kind of do a debrief every Monday, every Monday morning. And then we have these mastermind groups that we give permission to ask questions, mm -hmm. right? The only way that you can ever really be healthy and really fully meet your potential 
is that if you're transparent, if you're mm -hmm. vulnerable, if you subject yourself to the scrutiny of other people and you give them permission to really encourage your superpowers, but point out your blind spots, you see, that's what gets us historically is the blind spots. You don't know that you're doing X. There was a friend of mine uh, I go to church with, his name's Alan, and he called me one Monday morning. He said, hey, I want to go to lunch today. And I said, all right, we went to lunch all the time. It was nothing new. And so we got there and we're eating lunch. And he said, hey, I heard you tell a guy at church Sunday in the hallway that you've been all over South America fishing. And I said, well, I have. And he said, no, you haven't. He said, you've been down there twice. And he said, the truth is, is that you've covered a fraction of the Amazon, but you wanted that guy to think you were a big deal and that you were important. And so you embellished the story really pissed me off to be yeah, honest. I'll bet, I'll bet. But, but then I got to thinking, I said, this is a guy that I've poured my life into that I've given permission to point out blind spots. And so what he said was, is the next time you're asked that question, you need to say, yes, I've been to South America twice. You, you don't need to leave it open-ended. You don't need to lead people down a path just to make yourself look big and your pride and your ego got in the way. See, it was a blind spot. And so it really helped me to become accurate in everything that I say to people. See, here's the thing, because we can lead people astray. We can lead them to believe something that is an error that it's, you know, and so I want to share with people how to do that in every area of their life really be factual. We even do something in our mastermind called the one sheet. It's to where they know every single thing that there is to know about us in our relationships, our financial uh, wherewithal. And it really helps keep us on track to know if we're making accomplishments. So we have an accountability tool, back to your question, that we fill out and it coincides with your plan. I've developed a strategy called come as you will be. And what that means is, is you present to your group what your life will look like three years from now. So it's called come as you will be in 2023. We're about a year into that program right now. And this accountability tool coincides with the questions that you want to be asked. And so every single week you're being held accountable to how that coincides with your core values. Now think about my core values and many of your audience may have these outlined. Many of them People are not familiar with that. I'll just tell you what ours are. My first core value is relationships matter most. Second core value is no excuses. I don't like excuses. Like, let's just get it done. The third core value is make it amazing. If you're going to do it, give it your very best or don't do it. The fourth one is everything is figure outable. Like, there is a way to solve this problem. And then our fifth core value is truth before opinion. And for me, being a Christ follower, truth is found in God's word, the Bible. And so for us, we just, if we can't run everything through those filters and give it an affirmative, then we don't do it. And so you, the listener, you need to come up with what your core values are so that you can be held accountable to the things that matter. Well, and, and talk a little bit about that accountability, because I got to believe when you're putting together that sheet that is kind of like opening up the kimono and that's gotta be a uncomfortable for the first sure. time you're doing it. And maybe, maybe not even just the first time, but how does that, how did you get comfortable? Like just kind of opening up and allowing people to be, you know, kind of be in your business like that. Yeah. Well, here's the truth. If I don't know about you, David, I can't help you. So yeah. if I don't know about your family, your spouse, your children, 
if I don't know about your financial abilities, uh, if I don't know about your strengths and weaknesses, your blind spots, your Achilles heel, uh, if I don't know what your interest is and your core values, how can I possibly help you? And so I'll give you an example. I went to lunch with a friend of mine and he'd been in accountability before we really went to this level. And I said, you know, Robin and I are thinking about buying a condo down in South Florida. As we get a little bit older, we want a second home. We want a place to go. And I said, what are your thoughts about that? And he said, well, the guy, you've owned a bunch of businesses and uh, I think that'd be good. And I said, do you think I can afford it? And he stopped and thought for a minute and he said, well, I, I think you can. I said, the truth is you don't know. The truth mm -hmm. is you don't know if I can afford it or not. And he said, no, that's accurate. And that is the reason. See, we can ask these questions and give blanket answers, but until we know the data, until we know all the things that I just said, regardless of your circumstance, David, there's no way that I can help you if I don't have the answers to those questions. That's why the mastermind groups are so important. That's why building the rapport and the relationships on a weekly basis, getting to know people. And then you go, okay, David is a trustworthy person. He can be trusted with this sensitive information. And then to your example, you open the kimono <laughs> and you go, here it is, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Like I wish some areas were better, some areas I've excelled in, but there's some areas quite honestly that need to be shored up. And now we can create a plan that we can work through to help get you where you want to go. But if I don't know where you're at, I can't help you get where you want to go. You know, I so appreciate that because I think it's part of the growth process. And that's something I guess I've learned is that if, if I don't open myself up to others that I trust, if I don't allow them to speak into my life, then I'm, I'm really not going to grow because I'm not going to have that trusted person to see my blind spot and to, to tell and call it out when, when I am doing something that maybe I'm not even aware of. And I think yeah, that's the beauty the of having those inner circles. Yeah. We don't know what we don't know. And so when you get in these groups, a lot of people, it feels kind of icky at first. It's kind of like, ah, I don't know if I want to go there, you know, well, the thing is, is that every time I've done this in these groups, and I've been in mastermind groups now, I think this is my 23rd year every week for 23 years, I've been in mastermind groups. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, it takes time to build the rapport with the people to have that vote of confidence in that they're trustworthy, mm -hmm. that they're not going to go out and use that information against you, that they have your best interest at heart, and they're going to help you get to where you want to go. Oftentimes people say, well, I tell my spouse, well, that's good, but your spouse may not have experience in certain arenas that you need expertise in. And so you need to go into a room to where you can share openly. Now, not everybody can help you in certain areas. We've got one guy that does very, very well in business, but his family was a disaster. And one guy that didn't have any money, but his family was shored up. He was able to help that guy work through building back his relationships. And see, so we can always be a mentee. We can always be a mentor. You want to be in a very diverse situation because if everybody looks just like you, then we don't need anybody else but you. And so I encourage people to get with people that are not quite as far along as they are uh, in certain areas and then other people they can aspire to. And so... Yeah, just find the group. But you have to work with people for months on end and years on end 
to be able to develop the kind of rapport that I'm speaking of. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Well, and speaking of, of people, how important was it to you when you were building your businesses and, and even still are building your businesses, how important is it to really like pay attention to them and invest in them? Because I know that one of the things that I do is I look for and attract companies that want to pour into their people because at least my view is, is that if, if the people in a company are growing, that company is also going to be growing as well. And so how did you, like, how important was that for you? I think it's paramount. Uh, we tell everyone that applies to join Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind that we're looking for givers, not takers. And the reason is, is because if you're willing, we call it a full cup. If you're willing to share out of the abundance of what you've been blessed with, the natural reciprocity is people will give back. But if you're a taker and you want to suck people for all they're worth, they're going to catch on to that pretty quick and they're going to go away. And so if you bring a mindset of, I want to encourage, I want to help, I want to show empathy, I want to bring this person along, I want to connect this person to another person that can aid them in their progress, I want to walk alongside and mentor, that's an attractor, right? People stick to you like a magnet when you have that disposition. But when you hold your cards up and you hold them close to your vest and you don't share, and you don't allow others to peek in and you don't share your resources or your ideas or your secret sauce. People learn that pretty quick and you don't get invited to the private parties. You don't get invited to the private lunches because they know that you're a person that is a taker and not a giver. So it's a real mindset shift for a lot of people. I owned a construction company here in Nashville and we started a program to where we got the people that were competing against one another, the builders, to form an association called the Master Custom Builder Council. And people said, you gotta be kidding. And I'm like, no, we're, we're gonna share best practices. When our vendors are not busy, they can call on our competitors. When our subcontractors need help one another, we can help each other. So we had 10 builders in this association and everyone's business increased after we started the organization. We competed with each other throughout the week, but once a month we would get together, we would encourage one another, we would do parade of homes where we give the money to charity, we would share and buy in bulk. Mm -hmm. And I think we did $115 million, those 10 builders did the last year that we were in business because we formed an alliance. You see, people are afraid of that. They're afraid that, well, I'll share the secret sauce. Listen, you have to have an abundance mindset. If you've got a scarcity mindset, you're never going to grow to your full potential. And so being around other people help work you out of that scarcity mindset and get you into an abundance mindset. How did you develop that abundance mindset? I mean, because I'm always curious because I, I know that there's a lot of people that have an abundance mindset, but there's also a lot of people that have a scarcity mindset. How did you go about getting that for yourself? Yeah, I think it was just the desire to be better. And so I remember uh, the first year, this has been decades ago, I went into the Eagles is what we were called in Dave Ramsey's group. Dan Miller was in that group and Ken Abraham, Jeff Mosley. But the thing that I want to point out is the people that were in that group excelled as a result of being in that group. They grew their businesses as a result of that. And that's 
teaching us to share our ideas so others could, you know, I don't know, Dave, if you're like this, I can get out of the shower and I got three new ideas, right? Oh, it's like, yeah, hey, we can absolutely. do this and we can do this. And I remember one day I went in and I said, man, I got this new idea. And I shared the idea, you know, and Dave Ramsey goes, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And Dan Miller said, hold on, Dave, wait a minute. He said, if we do this with this idea and we do this, and then we do this and we get this person involved and Dave goes, well, that may work, you know? And so, but my point is, is that, see, I didn't have all those components. I, I didn't have all these other insights. I didn't have these other perspectives. See, that's the value. That's the number one asset of being in a mastermind is the different perspectives because they have a different life experience, right? They have different connections. They have different relationships and you can leverage all of these perspectives and insights and relationships to your benefit. And then next time it's your turn to share with the other person. And it's kind of like having a think tank, right? You're constantly throwing out ideas and then once you land on something, they can help hold you accountable to execute, do the task until the goal is accomplished. We just don't have that kind of stamina on our own. We just need people to hold our arms up when we get tired. We need people to cheer us on. Even when we're racing, right? Running marathons, you need that buddy saying, come on, when you hit the wall, it's like, come on, man, you can push through this at the gym. I have a trainer. He said, come on, big A, you got one more rep. You can do it. Come on. It's they push you to that next level. And that's just why I want to be in community. Yeah. So true, man. I am so excited to kind of hear that and how you, you know, put people around you and really that helped you excel. Now I'm curious about one thing. So I, I, as I was going back and kind of preparing for, for this conversation, I listened to you talk to Mike Kim, one of our mutual friends, and you talked about retiring. And you've, from what I've seen, you, you've retired more times than anybody else I know. And, I've retired and, more than the law allows. That's I know. What my wife <laughs> well, so talk about that for a second. Like, how did you, you know, you, you told the story about retiring and then, you know, you went through this period where you kind of didn't really know like what, what was next, how did you get that vision for your life and kind of really then create this, this path for, for your life to, to make an yeah. impact? Cause you, you clearly have. Yeah, it's a good question. That's another good reason to have people around you be in community that know you long-term. So 11 years ago, and I've been through this exercise three times, I have retired three times and I'm probably having more fun and working more now than I've ever worked in my life, but I love, love it. it. But uh, I went, I was 50 years old. We were in the construction business and I retired. I said, I'm done this time. Robin goes, are you done this time? And I said, like, I'm done. So I went to the mastermind group and I sat down and I announced, you know, that I had officially retired. And Dan Miller said, well, what are you going to do now? And I said, well, I'm going to go down to St. John and I'm going to buy one of those little tiki huts on the beach and I'm going to rock myself <laughs> into an oblivion. And Dan Miller pointed that little short stubby finger at me across the conference room table. And he goes, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. Well, I laughed, but nobody else in the room laughed. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, what you're saying is, is you've had a dozen successful companies and you're okay now. And uh, good luck to the rest of you. That's what I said. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. He said, Avery, you've been married over 30 years at this point. Uh, you've had 12 successful companies. You need to teach. And I said, I'm not teaching. He said, you need to coach. I said, I'm not coaching. <laughs> and he said, I really want you to come to the sanctuary, go through our program 
and I think you'll love it. Well, I did. Dave Ramsey invited me to do Entree Leadership Mastery, and I did that. And I, I absolutely fell in love with coaching and teaching. And so uh, during that short week, Dan texted me. We all live here in Nashville, and he texted me. I was on my way home that night. He said, did you see the way the people were leaning in at your table listening to you talk? And I said, well, maybe I'm just a good storyteller. He said, no. He said, you've got something to say, and it's valuable, and they need to listen. You need to encourage. You need to teach. Well, listen, if I hadn't have been in that mastermind group, I would have never in a million years on my own just decided to coach. And so I started coaching. That led into podcast interviews, and I couldn't coach all the people that came to me one-on-one. So I didn't even want to start a mastermind. It wasn't even on my radar, but all these people kept coming. Well, here we are now, 150 guys all over the world are all these groups and God just keeps sending amazing people. And these people are staying five, six, seven years in these groups, but their business is excelling. They're growing personally. There's transformation going on. Like I've never seen it. I said, why would you not want to be in the middle of that? And so it's just helped develop my mindset to have that growth mindset and not a fixed mindset over the years. There's just so much out there. We need the encouragement from other people to really fully understand what that is. And so that's the reason you said, what, what got you on that trail? That's the reason I just see the value of being in community. I so agree. You've talked a lot about the people aspect of business and, and I know that in your you know, mastermind playbook, that systems and processes are really important to you as well. And, it's, and they're really important for business growth. So I'm kind of curious, you know, how, how did you come to create some of your systems and processes? I mean, are you, do you, do you just really enjoy putting those systems and processes? No, together? I hate it with a passion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm kind I'll of the same you. way. So I, that's why I'm curious. Cause I need yeah, somebody I'll tell to you what it me. is. And so, yeah, that's not me. I'm the visionary. I'm not yeah. the integrator, you know? And yeah. so yeah. in a mastermind, again, here we go. And everything leads back to this. So we're, we're in the mastermind and, um, uh, I'm doing podcast interviews and people keep calling me influencers from around the world. And they're saying, how are you scaling these masterminds? Okay. And so uh, one guy called me and asked me, and you may know his name if I called his name, so I'll he'll remain anonymous. But he said, uh, I want to do what you're doing. And I said, uh, well, you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of time to do what we're doing. And he said, uh, will you coach me? And I said, no. And he said, why? <laughs> and I said, because that's going to take a lot of time. And he said, uh, if I was willing to pay, would you coach me? And so I said, it costs this. And I threw a big number out there. He goes, where do I send the check? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a and second. He goes, where do I send the check? You've got it figured out. And so I coached him and another guy from Dubai called me and he said, I'm watching what you're doing. I love it. Same thing. I threw out a big number and he goes, where do I send the check? And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And they said, no. So my daughter walked in my office one day, she's the COO of our company. And she said, dad, why don't we create the systems and processes that we do, put it into a playbook and we can help train other people to do this. And I said, no way. I do not want to do that. <laughs> she said, why? I said, Brooke, do you realize how much time it will take to get a product developer, you know, to get the copywriters, the editors, the videographers, the, the marketing machine behind it. Do you know how much that's going to cost and how much time that's going to take? And she said, I think it'll be worth it. 
So David, we spent the next 18 months putting together every system and process that we do. Scott Beebe owns mybusinessonpurpose.com and he is a good friend of mine in our mastermind group. He walked us through and taught us how to build systems and processes for mm -hmm. everything that we do. So now in the playbook, there's a hundred worksheets, tools, and templates. There's 35 professionally done videos. There is a system on how to do systems. <laughs> I mean, and you can attest to yep, that. You I do. Yeah. A participant involved in that. And Dave Ramsey took it and their team went through it and they said, this is phenomenal. He even did a uh, video endorsement of it. And then Inc. Magazine reached out and they said, we want to do a story on the mastermind playbook. And then Ray Edwards reached out and he said, Big A, this is the best course I've ever taken in my career. And I said, wow. you've got to be kidding. And he said, Amazing. no. And it was because we had taken the time, David, to write down every system and process. And I could tell you stories for days at how valuable that is when you're hiring, bringing on new people, when you've got somebody that you can bring in and say, follow this system, follow this process, and you'll be very successful at the outcome. And so I don't like to do those things. I really don't. I love to do what we're doing today. I love to yeah. teach and encourage and help, but it's necessary to build a successful company because without it, you know, we all fail to the levels of our systems and processes. And so it's paramount that you grind it out and do it as you go, because then it's very repeatable. That's the very reason I was able to take off for two months, right? We knew exactly what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. I love that. I, I love that, Aaron. Uh, you know, I, I work with a lot of emerging leaders, as we were talking about before we hit record, and, and I know that they're going to be listening to, to this interview. Some of them may have aspirations to grow a business or, or have a business. Some, some may not. But what advice would you have for them to get into a place, a group like like the emerging leader inner circle and really get outside of their, their comfort zone. What, 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 like, what would you tell them and, and why would, why yeah. should they do that? Well, the thing is, is let me try to formulate this and, and be very straightforward. Um, I don't know that I've ever been comfortable in anything I've ever done because it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, stretch you, right? It's kind of like going to the gym. I use a lot of analogies, but if I just go in there and I do the weight that I'm comfortable doing, I'll never grow, right? And I have to be doing three sets of eight, three sets of 10, add a little weight, add more reps. And I'm like, I can't do this. And the trainer says, you can't do it today. But he said, you'll be able to do it in several weeks. And it's the same thing. It's like, if you're comfortable, that complacency is never going to allow you to really stretch to see what your real capacity is. You know, Drew Brees is a great quarterback and his workout regiment is unbelievable. Most people could not do that type of regiment and he couldn't do it either to begin with. And it's the same thing. Here's, here's what holds people back is they're afraid of failure. And I want to talk on that just for a moment. I've got a little saying, I say, be fearful more of missing an opportunity than you fear failure. 
because people think other people are talking about you. Let me just be honest with you. Nobody's talking about they you. They don't care. Yeah. Because quite honestly, they don't care. They don't right. care about your successes or your failures. Let right. me tell you how it normally goes. Hey, did you hear Dave did this and it didn't work? No, I didn't. Well, would you pass the mashed potatoes? I mean, that's about the extent of the conversation. But we're so afraid that people are going to talk about us. I used to tell my daughters, I've got a daughter that's 38, one's 36. And when they were young, I used to tell them that failure is in not trying, not in not succeeding. And you never know if you can do it until you try it. And so for me, I had rather try it and it not work out than never know. It would kill me, David, to lay in bed and go, would it work? Yeah. I had rather try it. And it's like, hey, I wasn't good at that. It doesn't work, but it opened up an opportunity for something else. And it's just not failure. You know, it's you tweak the dial, you position yourself to pivot and go a different direction. And I want to be around that guy. I don't want to be around the people with the mentality. It's not going to work. You can't do it. I've even got a saying my mom said to me when I was a child, and it's the first chapter in my book I wrote called View from the Top. And in it, it says, can't, couldn't do it, and could, did it all. My mom would not allow us to say the word can't. She would say, you might not be able to do it, but you're going to try. Yeah. And that's the reason today that I have a great amount of determination and grit is because, mm. hey, it may not work out exactly like I think, but I'm going to try it. So I would say to your emerging men today, if you feel a sense of a calling or you feel a sense of inspiration or you feel like there may be an opportunity for you, what is the harm in trying it to see if it might work out well for you? Love that. I love that. And I think that the, the thing that you said earlier about going to the gym, because I, I love that. I had this mental picture. Of, I had a workout partner for a, for a long time and we would always, you know, kind of spur each other on and, and, you know, just see if we could get one more, you know, one more rep. And I think that having people around you to, to cheer you on and to tell you one more rep, come on, you can do it. One more rep. You, you got this. Even if you don't get it, even if you get part of it, like you said, you know, the next time you're going to get that one more rep. And I think yep. that that's the power of having an inner circle or having a mastermind group to really help you to grow, to stretch, and, and really to have a fulfilling life and, and business. You know, here's the thing too, David, is that we all go through trials, right? Back in 2001, I ran over and killed a pedestrian on my way to the office. I was 40 years old. I had life by the tail. I had a beautiful place on the beach, a place in the mountains, I had a gorgeous home. I had all the things but at that moment, it all really didn't matter. And I wanted to curl up in a fetal position under my desk when that happened. I was like, I couldn't understand how in the world this happened. And Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller and Jeff Mosley and Ron Doyle and all those guys walked me through that for months. See, I don't know what I would have done without them because I didn't have the strength. I didn't have the stamina to walk through that very, very difficult situation on my own. See, I don't know what it is for the listeners today that they may be going through, but you don't have to go through these things alone. See, isolation is the enemy to excellence. And if you really wanna take your life to the next level, you've gotta surround yourself with competent, capable people that can help you during these devastating times. 
on the flip side, if things are really going good for you, be that giver and reach out and share more will come to you as a result of that. Other opportunities will come to you. So it's not just when you need it. Here's the thing. We invest in relationships before we need them. Because if I didn't have those relationships prior to the accident, I don't know what I would have done. I would have been alone. I would have been in isolation. So don't think that any of us are immune to difficulties in our life financially, you know, personally, spiritually, there's all kinds of things that life deals us oftentimes that we don't see coming. And so be sure and build those relationships prior to needing them. Yeah, that's, I think that's such an important advice. And, you know, Aaron, I, I appreciate you sharing just your journey and just your knowledge and your wisdom. I think that everybody who's, who's listening, I'm sure has gotten at least one big takeaway. Is there anything that we haven't talked about today that you think would be really important to share with, with these are either emerging leaders or, or senior executive leaders who, who will be listening as well. Maybe they have a team people that they lead. Uh, any, any final words that you'd love to share? Yeah, I just want, yeah, thank you for asking that. First of all, thank you for asking me to be your guest. I've really oh, gosh, enjoyed it's my pleasure. today, but I would just encourage you not to be fearful. I, I would encourage you to own the mantra that I've lived my life, can't, couldn't do it, and could did it all. And then uh, don't be afraid that if it doesn't work out the way you've designed it, uh, that it's a failure because that's not necessarily true. What you've done is floored an arena and it didn't pan out, but something always comes as a result of that. And then maybe you pivot, maybe you change. And I would just encourage you to stay with it. Just give it a period of time and stay with it. And you can be very successful and significant in your life if you'll just adopt that mindset. You know, I want to end with saying also, um, we do a little something that I think would be beneficial to your listeners if they have enjoyed our interview. We have uh, an opportunity every Tuesday for people to come and hear me teach for 20 or 30 minutes. And then we give you opportunities to make comments or ask questions. It's called Tuesday noon dot live L I V E Tuesday noon dot live. There's no charge. You'll never be asked to pull your bill out and make a purchase. There's no up sales. It doesn't cost anything to come. I've adopted this mentality of what Gary Vander Chuck teaches jab, 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 right hook, right? right hook. Give, yeah, sure, give, sure. give, right? And yeah. we do this a lot. We teach and we encourage. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's so many different topics that I'm going to teach and help. But we do it every Tuesday, not just once in a while. We do it every Tuesday. So just go there mm -hmm. and sign up. And we'd love to have you attend those every Tuesday at noon, TuesdayNoon.live. I love it. Tuesday noon live. We will make sure that we put those, put that link in the show notes as well so that people can go to that. Uh, if they're working out or they're driving right now while they're listening, they'll be able to click that link and, and, and go there. So thank you for giving so much time and your, your, your wisdom uh, today, Aaron. I really do appreciate it. And uh, appreciate Thanks, David. We'll see you, on. buddy. All right, All right. Take care. Have a good one. See you. I really love that conversation with Aaron, and he said so many great things. There were so many nuggets in in, in this conversation. Here's a couple of the things that that I took away, and uh, I'd love to hear what what you took away. But really, the benefits of a mastermind are immense. 
And I, I, he said something about building businesses without losing our family. And I think that's really important. I know it's really important to me. And uh, he, he the, the phrase he used was that he had a pocket full of money with a house full of strangers. And he, he didn't really know them because he was he was a workaholic. He was working and really didn't um, take the time to to build into his family while he was building his businesses. And then the other thing that he said that I think is really important, and, and, and I hope you caught this, but, but have a set of core values um, and, and then put some boundaries in place around those core values. And honestly, that's the value of our inner circles. I mean, that, that is one of the things that we talk about in our, in our, in our inner circles is, is creating a set of core values and then allowing us to speak into those and, and put those boundaries into place and have some accountability and, you know, if you're interested in uh, joining one of our inner circles, um, just send a note to admin at davidmcglennon.com and we'll get an application to you uh, right away. So you can uh, fill out that application and then we can have a conversation. But there's so much value in, in masterminds, what we call inner circles. And one of those reasons or one of those value uh, of, of a mastermind is the just really having people to point out our blind spots and not only that, but also creating accountability. And I loved the exercise that Aaron was talking about, uh, come as you will be his, in his one sheet, you know, really projecting out what you're, what you're going to be in three years or who you're going to be in three years. You know, that's, that's really using our imagination to, to build our future. And, you know, by building a rapport with the people in uh, your mastermind and in your inner circle, that really is the power of being able to be vulnerable and, and sharing at a really deep level. The other piece of advice that Aaron uh, talked about was really being a giver and having a mindset of giving. And I think that if you're in a mastermind, you know that you have to be a giver. You have to be uh, someone who is giving of yourself, giving of your energy, giving of your wisdom, giving of your perspective. And then the other thing, too, that he shared was really just about having an abundance mindset. And I loved how he talked about how that how he developed that within himself. And just a couple of other things that I picked up really uh, is, is that the value of an inner circle is having a diversity of perspectives and just really having other people to be able to speak into your situation and, and the power of that and how that really can help shape you. The other thing he said too was just don't be afraid of failure. Too often we are so afraid of failure. And, and I know that that's easier said than done. But let me ask you this. What did you take away? I'd love to hear from you. Send me a note. Send me a note at uh, admin at davidmcglennon.com and uh, just let me know what your takeaways were. Lastly, let me just uh, reiterate what Aaron talked about. Uh, every Tuesday, they have a, a, a live noon show. It's TuesdayNoon.live. And if you want to just jump on that and, and check out uh, that show, I would love for you to do that as well. I, I really loved uh, Aaron's um, just perspectives, his experience, and, uh, and really his approach. And, and I uh, really got so much out of this conversation. So let me just say, end by saying thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you for, for tuning into the podcast, for subscribing. Uh, if you haven't given a, a rating and a review, I'd love for you to do that. So go out and, and do that. And uh, that would mean the world uh, to me. And, and 
I also would love it if you shared this podcast. If you thought of somebody as you were listening to this, share it with them and uh, let them hear this conversation as well. Expose them to, to In the Growth Space. Again, thanks for listening in. And until next time, stay in that growth space and be well.